0: going on. Today I'm going to be re-recording this because I was a little bit too close to the mic and a little bit breathy last time, and so I don't want anyone to have to deal with that. So hopefully second time around is a little bit better, a little more organized, and uh, you know me, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, but what I want to talk about today and the whole concept behind this podcast, guys, is something that I just got done listening to and I heard something for the first time, but I absolutely love it as it pertains to health, fitness, nutrition, and everything that we are working on here. And it's do it slowly. Think about things in the long term trajectory right from the get go. And so what this conversation was about, this was a real estate investing and a finance YouTube channel that I listened to. The thing that I really like about it is the guy is newly taking on his CrossFit journey. So I kind of get that geeky, nerdy side of things, getting to listen to, you know, somebody new who has a very established audience and he's newly taking on this fitness thing in a life that otherwise has been pretty successful. And so I've actually been just watching and listening to his channel because I think he puts out really good content in terms of personal finance, in terms of making good decisions with your money, and then also real estate investing, which is something that I'm super interested in. And now it's been really cool to see how Health and wellness and happiness and nutrition and all that stuff has started to slowly eke and work its way into his channel as he started to lose more than 40 pounds and started to talk about that a little bit more. But what he was talking about in his, I think it was a podcast and a YouTube video, but I think I consumed it on YouTube was this concept of getting rich slowly right and this was his whole thing was we shouldn't want it fast all these people are selling $20,000 courses and you know they're selling you these supplements and these workout routines and this you know get abs in 28 days and you know intermittent fast for 28 days and lose 40 pounds and you know hack and hack and hack and do this stuff to where everything is fast and i get it because i take a lot of you know small business sales courses small business marketing branding and all that stuff and unfortunately we live in a world where if you can't gain and grab attention then you're not viable as a business which is really really shitty like it sucks that we've come to that place in society and for years i'm talking like for 8 years we didn't do a dime of marketing we just relied on our reputation and et cetera, et cetera. And unfortunately now it just has to be one of those things where we do have to start working to grab a little bit more attention. And you guys have probably seen that, right? We we're trying to make our Instagram and stuff very professional. We're trying to give a lot of free information out with our blog and with our Instagram and stuff. And what we've found though, is it's all a part of a process and this concept of get rich slowly and the fact that he is selling this, it is really appealing to me as a small business owner, because my philosophy aligns with that as it pertains to health and fitness and nutrition. Get fit slowly, You know, learn to eat, learn about nutrition slowly. And obviously, if we have quick success, we're not going to look at that as a negative, not by any means. But success, Without learning and without without establishing it as a long term habit is absolutely worthless. You see this all the time. I have done hundreds of challenges, right? Paleo challenges, uh, you know, nutrition macronutrient challenges, weight loss challenges, New Year's challenges, summer challenges, quick challenges, long challenges, uh, corporate wellness challenges, all these different things. And what you find is I can make almost anybody successful in six to eight weeks. And now I look at it and that doesn't mean shit. That doesn't say anything good about me. That doesn't mean I'm good at what I do. Anybody who can be diligent for eight weeks. What matters is how many people from that challenge are then set up with good habits to be successful for the long term. If I run a challenge, let's say I do a corporate wellness challenge and we see 40 out of 40 of the challengers be successful, meaning that they hit their goals. They lost three or four percent body fat. They lost 10 or 15 pounds. They achieved whatever goal they were aspiring to. Well, if I come back to that company six months later and everybody is back at baseline from where they started the original challenge or worse, then my presence there was either of no value or it actually made the situation worse. And I have to really look at those things, and I really wanted to pay attention to those. And because the corporate space is appealing to this same philosophy of short-term, you know, low cost, simple, not complex. We don't want to dive into this as a long-term investment, so on, so on, so we just want to introduce our people, we want to dip our toe in it. I had to say, you know what? I'm out on corporate wellness stuff for right now. It's just not gonna work for me because I want to do something where I know that I can make a meaningful change in people's lives over the long term. Six weeks means nothing. Eight weeks means nothing. And I'm going to start to say this now in the in the standpoint of a little bit more longer term trajectory. 10 years means nothing. And I truly mean that until you have established a set routine, a plan and a system that you have been able to implement with success for 10 years, you really are not experienced and not an expert and you're not consistent, none of that stuff until you've really done it for the long term. And what I would tell you, the thing that you think about with this is let's look at the best people in their field let's look at let's say you guys have been in your job let's say you've been a teacher for 20 years if you see a teacher who's been a teacher for two and a half years and they've taught every day they haven't taken any days off right and they're they're into it they're a professional they're working really hard and they make an offhand comment let's just say they go yeah you know i think i got this teaching thing pretty much figured out like, ah, you know, I don't need to I don't need to get my lesson planning stuff done or really. I pretty much. I got this teacher stuff figured out as a 20 year teacher. You probably are just like, yeah. All right, rookie. Like, cool. Yeah, you'll see. There's you're going to learn a lot of shit in 20 years. Right. Like you don't know anything. Or let's say you work in the investment world. Right. You've been trading for 25 years. You've been working at you know hedge funds and mutual funds and doing research. Think back to how stupid you were when you were 23 or 24. What trades did you take major losses on? What decisions did you make that you look back on? You're like, oh my God, that was so stupid. And now you can see these younger guys making the same decisions, the same bad decisions. And you can step in and say, hey, I did that once. That was a mistake. Listen to me, I promise you, right? But we all know young and cocky is a thing. It's something where we feel like we are experts before we have earned that title, And I think this is really, really true as it pertains to health and fitness. And 10 years might be an exaggeration, right? If you wake up and you eat the exact same breakfast for five years, you're probably pretty dialed in. I've been eating the exact same breakfast for about seven years now. There's absolutely no failure. There's no question. I go on vacation. I get as close to it as I possibly can. It's pretty easy to go anywhere and get five scrambled eggs and toast. And then obviously, if I'm out somewhere, I'm probably going to get a little bacon. And that's my little that's how I spruce it up if I'm getting bored with it. Right. And that's it. Pretty easy to get anywhere. And I do it every day. I'll do it tomorrow. I did it today. There's no question in it. It's a system. It's like, sure, as the sun is going to come up tomorrow, let's all hope that I'm going to eat that breakfast. So that for me is something where I would say, you know what, for me, for my life, I've figured out my system for breakfast. I now consider myself a Jeff breakfast expert. Right. And I feel confident saying that. And for people who are still trying new breakfasts, they're start, they're messing around. They're trying different combinations. They're trying to get better macronutrient quantities. They're trying to get better micronutrient quantities. And if you're still dialing that stuff in, you don't have it where you need it, and it's still a system that you're working on, which is fine. But that's the enjoyment of doing it slowly learning things slowly because then you're able to ebb and flow. You're able to adjust from mistakes. Nothing is too serious. And also at the same time, nothing is such a big failure that you can't come back from. And that's the way that we should look forward to doing these things. And we live in a world, and you guys are surrounded by it, I'm sure, in a multitude of different ways. But with health and fitness, and really specifically CrossFit, we see this so much. People so badly want to get a pull-up or a rope climb or more snatch or more back squat and all these things. And I love that about it, but at the same time, it's really, really, really hard To allow people to learn the process, to be dedicated to doing it over the long term. Never once have I said or have I ever sat down with somebody and said, you know, hey, I'd really like to snatch my body weight someday. And I understand that that's probably going to take five or seven years. And the first step for me is probably going to be some empty bar work every single day working on technique and footwork. And I'm really excited about that. But I'd love for you to program it for me. And when I say that, if you guys know what I'm talking about, it comes across. You're like, well, yeah, of course, nobody would say that to you. But it is the right answer. That is, that is exactly how it should be termed. That is exactly what should happen. And because we're so far removed from that, we constantly get pressured into trying to have these small little hacks. And when we start thinking about the process of doing it slowly, I hope that a couple of things will come to mind. First thing is, nothing is so important that you can't treat the other things in your life with the respect, the time, and the priority that they deserve. So we shouldn't be trying so badly to get ahead in our careers that we're neglecting our health and fitness and vice versa. We shouldn't be so hard pressed to get a second session in or get our sixth session in for the week in place of maybe waking up and having a a nice morning with our family on a weekend. And we have to keep those things in balance. But if you're trying to hack the system, if you're going all in all at once and really, really hardcore, then typically, what you'll find is those sacrifices become too great. And you start to maybe even regret sometimes taking that extremist view. And when you realize that a lot of this stuff just takes time. Okay. And let's take it back to the original analogy in this video, he's talking about getting rich slowly. And obviously he's talking about it as in respect to real estate investing. And he says, if you try to push things, If you try to go too fast, then you're going to fall into the same mistake that a lot of people did in 2008. The market's going to look great. It's going to be really appealing. You think you're going to get rich quick. You're going to start to make deals that you shouldn't make. You're going to start to make mistakes. You're going to start to make too big of sacrifices or too big of leaps. And you leave yourself exposed to serious burnout or worse. And that's what we see in fitness too. Is people try to come in and they set a goal of I want to lose 60 pounds this year. Can you do that? Certainly. Absolutely you can do that. But you need to simultaneously ask yourself the question of Is it going to allow me to set up the appropriate habits so that I keep that 60 pounds off? Is it sustainable? So in reality, if I were to sit there and tell you, you know, it's going to actually take you two years to get your 60 pounds off. But I will guarantee you that you're able to keep it off for the rest of your whole life. Or you can lose 60 pounds in the next six months But it's a 50-50 shot that you're going to put it all back on within a year. I think when you put things that way, the answer seems pretty cut and dry. And I think that you could do this across everything in your life. Literally everything. And I think you're going to find it to be true. Is no matter what the case is, it's the accumulation of good, small habits that are going to turn into monumental differences. It's compounding interest in finance world, right? It's making sure that you're frugal where you need to be so that later on, you can spend in abundance where you want to but that delayed gratification in the short term, right? Maybe not having Starbucks every day, right? For me, maybe not having so much Chipotle though. Thank you, Nick Smith. I will say just found that, uh, military and veterans get 50% off at Chipotle. So I calculated that out. I need to get him a gift because, uh, that's going to save me about $2,000 a year. Uh, so that's, that's huge, right? What, a <laughs> everything's coming up me right now. And I probably shouldn't have spoken that into existence because it probably won't be there tomorrow, but, For the short term, let's just talk about how excited I am for that uh so you know when we think about this though you make those small short-term gratification differences right we make coffee at home okay we make our own burritos and man have i tried but god they're just not as tasty and it's really disappointing okay but everybody's got that little thing maybe for you it's it's buying shoes or you know maybe it's spending a lot of money at nordstrom rack or online shopping or you like knickknacks or you know whatever it is right maria likes to repaint the house now he's buster balls because that's like just $50 that just gets painted over the next month that we're just hemorrhaging every month. And everybody has it. But if you can even just a couple months out of the year, especially if it's the bigger stuff, it's just a couple months out of the year, take that money, set it aside, invest it, be smart with it. The accumulation of that decision over 10 years, there's a great calculator. It's called the Latte Factor Calculator. And you can go in and just put you know the normal S&P 500 return and see what that decision would be worth, right? It's like $3 of coffee every day. And if you compound that at six and a half or 7%, you know, over 15 years, and like you're paying for your entire kid's college fund. And it just seems so, it's so ticky tech. Right. But that same thing goes for health and fitness and nutrition. Right. You just might not think the difference between six and a half hours and seven and a half hours of sleep is that big of a difference. But maybe your chronotype, you absolutely need that. You're putting yourself at a higher risk of disease, of injury, of all these other things, just because you end up watching like one more episode. Or, you know, you end up just pushing it just a little bit too far and now you're burned out and you just feel like, you know, I just need some relaxation time. I need some time to tune out because maybe you just pushed it an hour later at work and that made you super tired when you got home. So you weren't as present and we made all these other decisions and none of it was in the focus of our long term health. And as we start thinking about those, I think nutrition's an easy one. I think exercise is an easy one. So many people want, you know, their, their extra work and I want to do this. And What else can I do? And it's like, focus on the fundamentals. And if you just get a little bit of coaching and listen to the coaching, you focus on the fundamentals and you're diligent with your training and you're intentional with your training, then, you know, four to five days a week, and you're going to be in excellent shape if everything else is, you know, considered. And then you get elite fitness, slowly. You become the most fit version of yourself over time. But if you don't understand and you never develop the process, then it will never happen, whether it's short term, long term or otherwise. So the whole thing here is to become obsessed with the process of a little bit of an improvement on your process every day. So I've made a few improvements in my process over the last few months, stuff we haven't talked about. And so I just kind of want to put it out there. Uh, I was struggling to finish books you guys know that I think self-education is huge. It's a huge part of how I develop myself. And when I started to really lose interest or really what I always tell people, I was a super slow reader growing up and my mind just wanders. And I think that's my creativity just going wild. And I wanted to support that. And so I found an app called Blinkist and I've been trying it out. And so far it's going really well for me. It's uh It's basically they take books and they condense them down into like 20 to 30 minute podcasts, something like that. And they basically try to extrapolate the key points from it. And you can kind of listen in one sitting. And I'm able to sit there, drink my coffee every single morning, write down notes and listen to a book. They try to keep the analogies, the stories, the metaphors, everything that you would want to get out of a book. They try to keep that stuff. Sometimes it's good, sometimes not so good. But you know what? For me, I like to see as many different viewpoints quickly. And so this is actually working really well for me. I'm able to get the main key points and then I'm able to move on to another thought process or another author or another genre or another philosophy and continue keeping my mind consuming information from multiple sources. So that's working really well for me. I've got three or four different podcasts, kind of genres that I listen to. And then this book is a surefire every morning and the podcasts become my education while I'm driving, uh, while. I'm, you know, just I was just washing my car, cleaning my gutters, doing those things, have the podcasts and consume it during those points. And at the end of the day, I'm able to lock in about 20 or sorry, about two hours of consuming information. And then my goal is always to produce at least about two hours of some sort of content, right? And that content might be programming for you guys, might be developing new future programs or helping coaches develop new future programs. Uh, it might be, you know, new systems, something for the gym, stuff that you guys maybe don't see, or it might be, you know, video series or seminar series or, um, you know, blog posts or other things, podcasts, stuff that you guys are consuming and you do get. And that's my creative outlet. And that's my goal every day for self-development is about four hours, two hours of consuming, two hours of creating. And that's where I try to be every day. So Blinkist, that app has really helped me do that because as I go throughout the days and I love one of the things that's the coolest about the podcast is how much information I get sent to me from podcasts to blog posts, articles, to book recommendations and book offerings and stuff. And It's been amazing, but it is sometimes overwhelming for me in terms of trying to get caught up on these things. So I'm hopeful that Blinkist will allow me to feel like I'm staying ahead on the book genre. And if people recommend a book, I can see if it's on the app and then I can kind of get the key points from it and uh, and see if it's something that maybe I do want to dive into deeper. So that's one of the things I've tried to implement. And that's been going really, really well for me and this is all a part of my process on my own self-development. And so I'm absolutely by no means, like I am still in the honeymoon phase of this. I've only really been doing, you know, what I would say, work on myself as a person for about three years. And you can track it back and say that, you know, the army and, and discipline training and some of those things that that was work on myself, but it wasn't intentional. It wasn't something that I was actually paying attention to my, my growth in. And so I still consider myself very new. So I'm still trying to streamline my process. And if you guys have started around the time that this podcast started or maybe even a little bit before, you guys are still probably pretty new in your process also. So what I would recommend to you and whenever we're new in a process is try new things. See how stuff fits on you. You know, see if it's see if it's working for you. And if it does work for you, then try to make sure that it's a systematic habit. And some of the things that I love is, you know, we have some veterans that have been coming to the gym for like six, seven years and they can articulate their exact schedule. I'm going to come on. You know, I come on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I come on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I take Thursday off. I do Friday, Saturday. And then on Sunday afternoons, I go for a long jog, whatever. And it's dialed in. It's clockwork. When I go back and you can look at their attendance history, it's like, holy crap, like they have been dialed into that schedule for the last two years and they've missed like one day or two days of that because they've been on vacation. You can set your watch by them. And that's that habit building that's just going to lead to such amazing long-term trajectory growth. But we can't try to interrupt that by you know, get going too hard on the system too early. So, if you were new to personal development, and I was like, "Oh, you've got to, you know, you need to listen to two hours of podcasts every day, you need to read a book every day, and you need to write in a journal, and you need to do this, and you need that," you'd be like, "Oh man, fuck that! I'm out on that stuff. That is so much time. I don't have that much time." And what do we know about time? It's all a priority, right? So, as you started to work on yourself at first, it's just got to be small. It's got to be a podcast here. It's got to be a book there. It's got to be things that are sustainable and enjoyable. And as you start to see your mindset improve to where you can say, not, I don't have time. It's, I need to make time this needs to be a priority for me. I need to go out of my way to make sure that I'm doing this because man, do I feel a lot better when I do do it. And you know what I've also found? I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better wife. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better son. I am better when I do these things. So I need to find more time to make this more of a priority. And then now you start doing it every day. Then you start doing it for an hour every day. And then slowly but surely, you start to develop these processes. And if you guys look back, just look at the things that you do. Look at what has become habit and think about, you know, how that became the way it was. Maria's always trying to dissect why I'm bad with laundry, why my laundry habits are bad. And uh, she's always trying to dive back into the history of Jeff, because Jeff just like he just loves to throw things in piles. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I just I don't know where it came from. That's just always been my habit with laundry. You just pile it all in. You put it on cold, let it rip and it comes out and it's clean enough and we're good to go. We're moving on. And, you know, for me, it's just such a low priority thing. I'd rather spend that time instead of separating out colors and doing warm and hot and this and that and the other. Just I'd rather spend that time with Maria or I'd rather spend that. Time, you know, working on the house or working on creative stuff or consuming information. So it's just not a priority for me. And that's hard for her because I think that the organization and cleanliness that comes with it is a priority and it has always been a habit for her. And this gets into probably what we'll talk a little bit about in our next podcast, which is having a healthy understanding of those kinds of differences and those kinds of habits and how they were created and what's the process, you know, and asking your partner things more like, do you? actually care about this, is it a priority for you? And then having some conversations about that and like being a little bit more less of like you need to do this and you need to do that and you're suck at this and you never do that and you're just blah 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 and you're blah blah and it's like we're just constantly bitching and having this, you know, contest back and forth instead of just asking the question, like, does this, does this matter to you? Is it not a priority? If so, how can maybe you take something off of my plate that you think is a priority or maybe that you do enjoy. And then I'll take that off your plate because I do enjoy laundry. I do enjoy that priority. And that works really well for me. Um, and Marie and I, were still trying to get better at this. It's still a work in progress. Um, but you know, another system that we've put in place is date night. And this is something that I know is very popular amongst couples. And if you guys don't do it, I'd highly recommend it. And our goal for date night is to connect, right? It's really nothing outside of that. Sometimes it's super simple. Sometimes it's more complicated. Sometimes we go super cheap and sometimes we go a little bit nicer and fancier. But for us, it's the whole goal is just to talk. I wanna know everything that's going on in her brain. She needs to know everything that I'm struggling with, and we've had some really, really high-quality conversations from that. Just a simple system, Friday night, that's our date night. We try not to interrupt it. We try to make sure that for the most part, it's just us, or it's something that we both agree would be fun to do with people that we would enjoy to be with. And when that stuff starts coming, now, obviously we've had a couple that are like interrupted by like flooding in our basement and things that aren't very fun. So that's not as fun of a date night, but, uh, you know, outside of that, uh, generally I would say that they've all gone very, very well and has been a worthwhile addition. So my hope is that five years from now, you know, and I know Drew Fergill does this and he's very consistent with it and it's just something they do. And I would love for that to be us. Like, Nope. Everybody knows like everybody, all the coaches, everybody in our life, they just know Friday night is out for Jeff and Maria because they always do date night. And Friday night is always date night. When I start saying that, like when Drew says it, I'm like, Oh, yep. It's date night, isn't it? Yeah. It's always date night. And it's just, he can set his watch by and that's so cool. I've always, I've envied that from him. And I think it's a really worthwhile process and habit to be in. And so this is the pursuit of, you know, our own improvement in the pursuit of our own relationship and the pursuit of our own health and fitness. And we need to start thinking about it in 40 or 50 year trajectories. Think about, you know, you guys have all been to anniversary parties, I assume. And if you've ever been to an anniversary party or even a wedding where it's, you know, like, okay, last couple dancing he's like, Oh, we've been 52 years. And everyone's like, Oh my God, 52 years. That's crazy. And you know, sometimes the DJ will go over and like, hold the mic. It's like, what's your biggest piece of advice? And, you know, every now you'll get a huge variety of things, and every now and again, it's like super something super cheesy, and every now and again, something pretty good. But imagine if you were sitting next to that fifty-two-year-old couple, and me and Maria, after like a year and a half of marriage, we were like, yeah, you know, I think we got this marriage thing pretty much figured out. We got it knocked out. Like, don't you think that couple of fifty-two years would just scoff at you? They'd be like, Junior, you don't know shit. Like you you are you're not even new yet. Like you gotta get to ten years to be new. And you know, they'd laugh at you. It's like a joke. And that's the that's the mindset we've got to be in is we're in these journeys, we're in these infinite games for like 50 years, for 40 years. And when you start looking at things in that light, like the only thing that matters is building a better habitual process. So, you know, as it goes back to the original post, a better, tighter financial budget. Like better financing, like making sure that your small decisions are buckled up, making sure that you're not making purchases that you can't afford unless you have paid yourself savings first. That was this whole discussion. If you do that, like that's, you've got to get that stuff dialed in before you ever start thinking about... Investing, or before you ever start thinking about doing any of these bigger things, like you have to have your own personal financial situation, budget, debt, all these things figured out first. And if you start making investments or you start doing these things before you've got that good, solid foundation set, you're basically building a house of cards. And you see this all the time with lottery winners, right? They don't have good, solid, they don't have the fundamentals of wealth and richness and this stuff built up that people who grew it out of nothing throughout 50 years or like Warren Buffett over like 70 years they they haven't earned that mental development that growth yet They were hacked into a ton of money. And if you don't have that good, solid foundation, then we see what happens. They are the equivalent of the health and fitness where you lose 60 pounds in four months and then they put it back on, right? It's the same thing as a lottery winner winning the lottery and then a year later they're broke. And so we need to be thinking about like the process of slow. So long as the trajectory is right, so long as we're trending the right direction, that is actually a good thing. Slow is good. I try to tell people all the time, everybody looks at me like I'm crazy, but man, if you can change a half a percentage of body fat every six weeks, that's amazing. If you're like one pound of muscle growth and one pound of fat lost every month, over the year, like that's incredible. And when you break it down that way, it's really not that inconceivable. Most of you who have ever been tracking that, you've probably done that or better. I mean, we see people that make a three or 4% body fat change in six weeks. But again, if you didn't establish the habits, if you aren't there yet, First, don't worry about it. Continue to work at it. But second, you have to start thinking about changing your focus and away from the short-term metric understand this falling in love with the process and doing it slowly and how and then hopefully you guys see how that benefits you hopefully you see those habitual changes getting breakfast dialed in controlling snack foods you know making sure that you have a plan for every day you know eat maybe the same five or six meals have a very tight repertoire if you go out understand where you can go out to eat and eat healthy and then invite other couples or invite your friends there. And if they're going out somewhere that's not in those five or six meal plans, you can't have them to your house and control what's being cooked, or you can't go out to the restaurant that you like to go to. Then just politely decline. Now, hey guys, I'm really focused on dialing in my health right now, and I've been making a lot of progress. So just for tonight, you know, I'm going to turn you guys down. But you're more than welcome to come over to my house after I'll make or before I'll make you guys some appetizers. I'll get you guys a couple drinks, and then you guys can go out to or after. We can still hang out. You don't have to be antisocial because you're making sacrifice. You also don't have to be a dick about it. You can do that and still be building friendships, building relationships and being healthy. But it's all about that habit change. It's all about making sure that you're building that process. in. so I hope this helps, guys. I hope it gives you something to think about. It was a really, really cool concept. I love to do it slowly, you know, be, be fall in love with the process. I think for me, that makes things that gives me a calm patience that gives it just relaxes me a little bit. We're not in any hurry. Like there's nothing to rush for. Just keep working on the process of being better. Just a little bit, a little bit better every day, every week, and continue to focus on honing in the systems. If you guys are still in your first two years, your first five years, you are still a rookie. You're still new. And when you're in that point, like Maria and I with with our marriage, it's like we're still so new. Like we have to work through all this stuff. We have to learn, we have to get our systems in place so that we know exactly where and how the other one can be the most happy, can be the most successful. So where we can have the most fun together. And, you know, we're making progress, but we have a long way to go. We have to understand that there's no hurry. You know, I do want to get to the point where when we've been married 10 or 15 years, we feel like we got our processes pretty dialed in. You know, I don't want to still be working on the process of marriage 15 years later. And those of you guys who are probably at 15 years, years of marriage are probably like, oh, you just wait and see. You'll be working. Uh, but hopefully starting early will benefit us. And I think that's true with health and fitness also. So hopefully that gives you guys something to think about. Hopefully you guys can continue to audit your systems, audit your friend list, audit your health and fitness, audit everything in your life and just continue to think about how can it be a little bit better? How is it better this month than it was last month? And how am I continuing to trend the right direction? <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Hope you have a great day.